the analysis you want without the interruptions. Only on twitch.tv slash QSportsTalk. Subscribe now through your Amazon Prime account for free. Twitch.tv slash QSportsTalk. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is The SportsZilla Show on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Because they came to who's house? Where'd you go to college? Syracuse? Syracuse? That's a basketball school. Rain man, good to go. Hey coach, how are you? I'm good, Rain. I'm good. Thanks for doing this today. No problem. I have an English muffin if you got one. What's that? No, go ahead. Wait, I'm ready. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. This is the Sportzilla Show. Here's Rain and Scoot. Rain and Scoot. Rain and Scoot. I am beyond excited for the simple fact that it is um, officially baseball season. The Yankees. Man, they're in spring training. They're down in Tampa. I saw Garrett Cole throw a bullpen. I have for the Twitch audience, if you want to see a Yankees beanie on the ball dome today, I've even got, I'm going to scoop, take take it for me for a second here, okay? Well, I, wait, Garrett Cole threw a bullpen? What did you see now? He threw a bullpen. Uh, the first bullpen session, just okay. loosening up. I'm basically just getting in there and throwing some fastballs. He didn't literally pick up an entire bullpen and throw it. <laughs> no, could you imagine? That would be some superhuman. He's, he's a badass. It might be possible. It might be possible. He got the contract with the Yankees. He's going to have a baby. He's playing for his childhood idols, the New York Yankees now. He's throwing the fastball. He had a midseason scowl. He was not happy with his bullpen. Think about that. First time you're throwing a baseball in spring training after a winter off. And he's not happy with his performance. I like that. I like that a lot. That's fire. Competitive fire. I do want Gary Sanchez to keep his pants on regardless if they win the World Series. And if he was in place of Altuve and had hit that home run himself, as he suggested, he can keep his baseball pants on or his shorts during spring training, whatever he's got to do. But take it for me for a second, because not just am I excited with the Yankees beanie to represent my Yankees, but I also have these on today. I'm going to show, All the, right. show, uh, show the Twitch cameras. Hang on. Right now... Uh, Sportzilla Rain is now showing off his Yankees tennies. You see those? Yes, the Yankees see those? tennis shoes. Got Sneakers. Those. Got those last year. Very nice. You are decked out in Yankees apparel today. You got a Yankee shirt on underneath You, you thought I was done? I got, I got a Yankee shirt on. I, I don't, can you show that one? Well, it's it is edited. I, I can't read what it says. Okay, uh, you got blanking savage. You got me for a second. Sure. It's uh, Q Sports Talk Twitch TV. I'll show the cameras. And and you have to tell everyone where you get a T shirt like that because I'm sure there are fellow Yankees fans who would like to wear that. There you go. So for the Twitch TV dot Q Sports Talk audience, the Yankee accessories that. Rain Man is wearing today. So obviously we've got to talk about the Syracuse basketball game, the loss last night. But we're going to bring somebody on that a lot of you saw, but you might not know his name. And that's going to happen in our next segment, about 3.50. And I don't want to give away his name. I don't want to give out any clues quite yet. But that's that's where we're going to get into a, a heavy-duty recap of the game, I suppose. Well, maybe in just a second. But I wanted to just, since we're talking baseball really quick here on the SportsZilla Show, I wanted to add a few things to the discussion. Uh, did you see the report about Carlos Beltran? Yeah, it looks worse and worse for him all the time, and maybe the Mets bailed at exactly the right time. If, if you know, maybe some would argue that they should have never hired him in the first place. But how how are they to know some of these things that we're learning? Well, Ron Renneke was the 
bench coach of the for Alex Cora, and he's been the bench coach of the Red Sox. Alex Cora, of course, was the bench coach for the Astros back in 2017, became the Red Sox manager, and that's when this cheating scandal was born. Now, it's a little bit different circumstances. We don't quite know the punishment for the Red Sox, which will not be as severe, but he's the interim manager of the Red Sox as we get into spring training because they're respecting the investigation that is still ongoing for that team. And, you know, there's people saying, oh, there was a USA Today report that said it's not going to be much of anything at all. It's a nothing burger, I believe, is the phrase I've heard from time to time. But it's still being investigated, and there's still going to be punishment. And you are not exonerated. Something happened with the Red Sox. Maybe not to the level or the exact same thing as the banging on the garbage garbage cans and whatnot with the Astros. But, I mean, there's still continued fallout of this. And here we are on the first day of spring training. But I've heard terms as far as Beltron is concerned, because you forget, he was with the Astros in 2017, and then he actually went on to the Yankees a little bit before being hired by the Mets. He's been bouncing around over the past couple seasons, but he's been called the kingpin, the mastermind, and the godfather of the Astros cheating scandal. And it's now infected other teams. It's crazy. It looks, from what I'm reading, like he's the guy. They're pointing the finger at him, okay, which... We always kind of suspected uh, that he had a higher degree of involvement. But now when you see terms like the godfather, the kingpin, now I wonder if they're just pointing the finger at him because he's already gone down. He's already lost the gig with the Mets. Is he being a sacrificial lamb to some extent? Uh, and I'm worried that, okay, can we? are we going to crucify him? And let Altuve and the other guys on the Astros get off light who were a part of this as well? It's starting to look that way, Scoop. It really is. I'm wondering. Will they do anything to the Red Sox at all? I mean, I'm not convinced that they've done enough to the Astros. How Could it possibly be worse? I don't know. I'm doubting that. Well, how are you you going to determine a punishment for the Red Sox when all you've been doing based on the past couple of days is formulating this wackadoodle new playoff format that I don't even know if they're going to go with that. We don't know. It's It's been rumored. It's something that they're planning on doing. It's a diversion to take attention away from this sign-stealing scandal. You have to wonder at this point because it's not good, and I want to prove that to you. Baseball is in a bad place as far as the perception of the game. On SVP last night, Tim Kirkchen was on. As you know, he covers Major League Baseball for the mothership, and this is what he said. It's not a rain cloud. It's a storm cloud. And I must say, I'm a, I'm a little discouraged where we are right now. I mean, I've been here for three days in Florida, three beautiful days, and I don't think I've had more than one conversation about baseball players on the field. It's all about sign stealing. It's about lawsuits. And today I left the Red Sox camp to run over to the Twins camp to talk to a player because Marwin Gonzalez, they banged the trash can more for him in 2006. 17 than anybody else. That's what we're talking about this spring, Scott. And we're going to talk about that for the rest of the spring. Marwin Gonzalez is no longer on the Astros, yet he is the only former Astros player involved in 2017 or at any point in the last couple of seasons that has offered a mea culpa or a public apology of any kind, shown any amount of remorse. I mean, you now have a lawsuit from Mike Bolsinger against the Astros, and there's going to be more. If he wins this lawsuit, you watch how many players sue. 
I think there are other guys that could make the same case that Mike Bolsinger is trying to Without make. question. There's and a lot of them. You've seen it on social media. You're absolutely right. Now, his case isn't you know cut and dry or easy by any stretch of the imagination because they'll call up what his ERA was, and you know he wasn't pitching very well, let's be honest. Uh, but he, he, he had a bad outing with the Astros, and he winds up in Japan. You know, his career is kind of over in, in Major League Baseball. So I could understand a degree of frostiness uh, that would lead him to this lawsuit. And look, maybe he can get a payday from the Astros. He's not the only guy that's been negatively affected by this sign-stealing thing. Think about the legacies of Clayton Kershaw and you Darvish. You know, guys who may have gone to the World Series, uh, who Clayton Kershaw now has to still wear the mantle of this, he's a failure in the playoffs thing. He can't get it done when it counts. He's got to walk around with that all the time now. But now we sort of learned that maybe the other guys are cheating, and that's not entirely fair. This affects teams, players, dozens and dozens and dozens of players teams that potentially didn't get a chance, uh, a couple of losses here or there during the course of the season, not just what happened in the playoffs, affects how things end up and who gets the chance to play for a championship. It's tainted, forever tainted. I don't know if you can rescind the championship or take it away from them, but it's never going to be perceived as every other team that has ever won the World Series. It just never is. I think the most damaging of all these suits, the the one that I think is the biggest problem is the fan who is involved in DraftKings, the Massachusetts guy who says, hey, look, I'm betting on these games through DraftKings. You have this arrangement with DraftKings. These games are supposed to be on the up and up, and this team is cheating. That affects the outcome. That affects what I win. You've got a, a, a major league sport here trying to embark upon this relationship with professional gambling, trying to embrace gambling. This is new territory for them. And to jump into that pool and then suddenly have this umbrella of cheating hanging over the whole thing, bad, bad optics, bad look. And I think that's very problematic for Major League Baseball. They're going to be settling some of these suits. I, I have to agree. And let me just give you the receipts of Marwin Gonzalez as the only Astro of any kind who has said, sorry, I'm really, really sorry. I'm here to tell how I feel and then just uh, that I'm remorseful for, for everything that, that happened in 2017, everything that, that we did as a group, and like the players that were affected directly by us by doing this and uh, some other things. And um, that's what I feel the more the more regret, and that's what uh, I'm re- remorseful. Yeah, Tim Kirkchin was right. Baseball's in a bad place. The Sportsilla Show, ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. It's Rain and Scoop in studio with Tiff hanging with us today. Q Sports Talk on Twitch.tv. So we have a special guest for a key play near the end of the game last night. If you were watching Q's, and I'm figuring if you weren't there, you were watching Q's. I mean, who doesn't? That's coming up in our next segment. We're going to get to Dennis Minner, who is a St. Louis Blues fan. He's a, a contributor to the Sportzilla show. And if you haven't heard him yet, we're going to introduce you to him because Jay Bowmeister had a frightening 
health scare. We're going to get to that about 3.30. And, and why this gentleman, well, he's got this St. Louis Blues fan cave. Man cave that thing. is legendary, known all across the hockey world now. It's so beautiful. I mean, if you are a sports fan, this is the sort of thing you'd like to do with your basement, your garage. If you were an orange fan, you'd want something along this lines for your team. You'd be hard-pressed to find a dude who's a fan of any team in any sport that has a better man cave fan cave in his house, and his wife hasn't divorced him yet, than Dennis Minner. This dude is absolutely fantastic. We talked to him right after they had won. Got a great St. Louis perspective on the Stanley Cup championship last year. So that's on the way. We got a couple minutes left, though. So just a couple, uh, let's dot a couple I's, cross a couple T's on Syracuse last night. First of all, Joe Girard said one of the worst 30 point games you can have a freshman record. It was the reason being 11 out of 12 from the free throw line. He's at 92% on the season, by the way. There is a Joe Girard Twitter tracker of his free throws. Which is fantastic. He's one for 10 from the field. But you got 30 points. I mean, he got it done. They relied on him with Elijah being out with only two minutes on the court due to the pregame warm-up injury scoop. He also said, if I would have made a couple more threes, we would have won the game. He was one for 10. From three-point, yeah. From beyond the arc there. And I love that attitude. You know, I, I, I wanted him. I mentioned him having a good night last night. And he did, but it, the end result was not what he wanted. And I like the fact that team is the team accomplishment is is greater and above and beyond the individual statistic, the individual accomplishment. He had a great night in a, a tough situation, having to step up. Uh, Coach Beheim mentioned, you know, uh, we didn't get a, get to practice this sort of thing, not having Elijah. You know that that's a handicap. This is what Jim said about JG3, to your point. Put the ball in his hands. Him and Marek, we put the ball in their hands more. And Joe got it going. He was really good. I mean, he's playing against good defensive players. And he really, uh, he just, he kept us in the game. He kept us in the game. He just can't make his threes. I mean, he, he had a great game. Obviously, he had a great game. But, you know, he's one for ten from the three-point line. He can make those. You know, I mean, that's, there, he got, you know, sometimes he rushes over. Really, I think his ten, I I think there was maybe one tough three. The rest were shots he can make. Looking ahead for the Cuse, they've got two on the road. You realize who they've got to play upcoming? I mean, it's Florida State and Louisville, both road games. Florida State is a Q1 matchup, quadrant one win if they happen to get that, and so is Louisville. You're looking at the eighth and the fifth-ranked teams in the country. you got to win these two games because the loss last night hurt, and... Well, let's just say you put yourself a little bit further out on the bubble right now for an at-large bid for for the Qs, and in on the flip side of that, NC State maybe strengthen theirs. Markel Johnson was tough on Buddy last night. Yes, he, he was, and, and this is why he's such a good player. I, I do think we're going to see rebound. We're going to see these guys bounce back. You know, uh, look, they weren't that far out of it last night. <laughs> they lose Elijah Hughes. After two and a half minutes a game, and he was hurt in warm-ups, apparently. And the coach says, I've never had to talk about a player being hurt in 44 years of, of coaching. In pregame, it's never happened before. Mike McAllister put out on Twitter last night, and he says, Elijah Hughes is in this game. Does Cuse win this game? And it absolutely, without question, 
affected the outcome. There's no doubt. Speaking of the job they did on Buddy, this is what Jim said about Buddy. They did a good job on Buddy. They were pressuring him, and he got off balance, uh, wasn't getting good looks. When he got in the lane, he got some, but he was getting hit. You know, they don't call any of that stuff. They just call it another round. Special guest going to join us concerning the Syracuse game next. We'll introduce him right after a short break on the SportsZilla Show, ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. It's the SportsZilla Show on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Here's Rain and Scoop. A good time for a good cause, the Battle of the Badges hockey game. This Saturday, 2 p.m., War Memorial, the Syracuse Fire Department versus the Syracuse Police Department. It's free to attend. Come out. And show your support. Sportzilla Show with a special guest joining us now who is strategically placed at a very key moment of last night's SUNC State game. And if you were watching the broadcast, well, you know who we're alluding to. Maybe you don't. If you were there, if you saw it on TV, you have to by now, I think, because the Q's Twitter army went crazy for our new friend Mike McDonough. So if you're... Watching us, Q Sports Talk on Twitch.tv, you might have heard a little conversation as we were getting him set up to come on the air with us, and his picture's up on the screen right now. But Mike McDonough's on the phone with us, and you've, you've become basically a Syracuse Orange basketball fan sensation. I was rolling in my living room when I watched you. You were with your friend Marlene. You get near the end of the game, right? And there's the out-of-bounce play where... Is the is a player in NC State? I forget his name. Is he out of bounds on the line when he throws the ball off of Quincy Garrier, and they ended up not overturning it? But it took a while to review the replay. So as you're watching that, who's standing behind the referees right there? Mike McDonough. Mike, what an awesome experience! You ended up with the loss being the star of the game for me, the best part of the game. How's everything, man? Everything's great. Thanks for having me. So tough get- loss last night. Give us your perspective on what you saw there. What could you see from your vantage point that we couldn't, as we were staring at your face, kind of just making all these different expressions and mocking the referees a little bit? I mean, it was hilarious, dude. Well, from right there, I get a firsthand view of what the video tech is giving to the referees uh, in terms of what angles they want to see and all that. Um, and you know, from where, what I could tell it was, it was going to be tough to overturn. And, and, you know, I just wanted to make sure, uh, they heard what the people were thinking, you know, can you, um, give us a PG version of maybe <laughs> some of the things that you were saying? Cause we could, we could tell you were chirping them a little bit, but obviously we couldn't hear that. So give us a censored version or maybe some of it wasn't necessarily R rated, but what did you say? Well, I got to tell you, first of all, Marlene keeps me in check down there. So uh, everything's always PG. But, uh, you know, I just wanted to make sure they knew that uh, it was going to be close. And, uh, uh, you know, they, they better uh, they better make the right call. What did you think of the game overall? The three-point shooting's been down for a handful of games. Uh, it, it's been a tough go. It was a tough loss. They kind of needed that one at this point to give them a better chance at an at-large bid. Tough to see Joe get 30 and lose. Yeah, it's tough to see him miss all those threes, but he was making his his free throws. I mean, just your fan perspective as a fan of the game and the team, and, and watching him not just last night, but all season so far, where are you at with it? 
Well, I tell you what, with, uh, with Hughes being out last night, I think the guys played great. Um, Three-point shooting was real tough, but uh, without the inside threat, that's going to be an issue. Um, one thing I am happy about is the toughness, getting to the rim and getting to the rim through traffic. Uh, I think that's going to be a key moving forward, uh, wherever Hughes is at. And, uh, you know, they've still got some games to play. Uh, we've got a chance. Yeah, they got Florida State and Louisville, though, a couple of tough ones on the road. So you go, do you go to every game with your friend Marlene? Because the people who are on Twitter, I mean, I, I, I caught wind of your Twitter and all sorts of uh, questions. Hughes fans were asking questions. <laughs> Marlene, your mom and everything else. Do you go to every game with her? Uh, I go to as many as I can. Yeah, I go to I go to most of them. Uh, sometimes work doesn't allow it, but uh, I get I get to as many as I can. That's really you know I I'm, I bleed orange. I I born and bred an orange fan, and uh, it's it's my favorite thing. Syracuse basketball is uh, one of my one of my first loves. Were were the refs looking back at you? Like did they hear what you're saying? Did they acknowledge you chirping at them, or were they just kind of ignoring you looking at the screen? I've never once gotten acknowledgement from a ref or a player. Sometimes the coaches, every once in a while, I'll have fun with, but never from the refs. See, and I've done AHL games where I've done some chirping, and I've had the old uh, referee give me the fish eye, like he was about ready to send me out the door. You know, so I'm kind of I'm kind of <laughs> surprised that they ignored you uh, because you're right there; they can hear you if you want to be heard. <laughs> well, you know, those guys are professionals and. Bottom line is, for the most part, they do a great job, um, and it's a tough job, especially with thirty thousand fans yelling at you. But uh, you know, every once in a while, they got to hear uh, hear the other side of the story. How quickly after you were on screen for a, a couple of minutes, a couple of solid minutes, while that replay was going on in real time, did you realize, whoa, this is happening? Like your phone, your phone must have just exploded with notifications and texts and things like that. I have to imagine. <laughs> Or was it afterwards in the car, or, or how did that happen? You go for a potty break on the way out of the game, and you went, what's going on here? Well, no, I, you know, every once in a while, like, I, I get some looks on TV, and I and my phone goes off. But uh, that particular last night, it was going off crazy in my pocket. Um, I knew at that point it must be must be some good airtime. Sportsilla show here on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. We're joined by Mike McDonough, who is now probably, at least based on last night's game, meme-worthy and the most famous fan of the Syracuse Orange. Dude, is it, did that just come to you or is, is it like something you generally do and just happen to end up on screen or just the moment struck you? Cause like I said, I cannot explain to you how entertaining that was to watch. Well, you know, I, it, the, the game's an experience and that's part of the experience for me is, uh, and that's part of the fun of being down there is, is, uh, being that close to the action and, 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 uh, you know, knowing those guys can hear you and interacting with them. And, um, you know, it's just, it just kind of, it just kind of comes. And with your viewpoint, so would you have overturned it? Cause you said you can kind of see what's going on behind the scenes there, or would you have just based on, you know, the rules, what would you have just kept the call as it was? Syracuse ball all the way. Yes, 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 absolutely. <laughs> Mike McDonough, man, it's been a lot of fun to talk to you. Go Orange. Any last words? or Yeah, and talk about Florida State and Louisville, how you think uh, the team's chances are in those two games. Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, you know, well, I think we traveled pretty well this year. Um, I, you know, hopefully Hughes, Hughes gets back to, to shape here and can, uh, can mend that leg. Um, Everybody's playing tough in the ACC this year. It's you know they're going to be they're going to be fights right down to the end. Everybody wants a spot in the uh, in the big dance. So you know, 
right. the best team win, and, and uh, may that be Syracuse. Why not us? Why not us? Mike, best message you got after your FaceTime on TV last night during the Cuse game? Uh, best message is for the uh, Syracuse fans to to uh, keep it rocking, get the student section rocking. You know, sometimes they're a little quiet, so let's uh, let's go out and show some support and, and uh, get, get a couple more Ws. What I'm saying is, what was the best text message or message that you oh. received from a friend or from somebody else in relation to... Or even to, Twitter. Or wherever. even Twitter, yeah, that's what we're curious about. Uh, somebody called me a hometown hero, which uh, is just ridiculous, but it's that's a lot of fun. <laughs> well, you have remained extremely humble based on the situation, man. <laughs> Uh, I hope you and Marlene had a great time last night. We had a great time watching you. We'll be looking for you on the screen again, and uh, maybe you have to come back and join us. It's nice to talk to a fellow Orange fan and make it a loss uh, a little bit easier to take. So, Mike, have a great day. Thank you for the time, brother. Yeah, thank you. My pleasure. Have a good one, guys. Sportsilla Show, ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. going to talk to Dennis Minner. Uh, we're going to explain to you what the Minner Arena is all about, and it has to do with Jay Bowmeister with a scary health incident last night. St. Louis Blues defenseman, of course, when they were playing Anah- Anaheim. That's all next. It's the Sportsilla Show on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Here's Rain and Scoop. So we're about to welcome onto the airwaves here on the Sportzilla Show. A good friend of the show, Dennis Minner, out of the Lou, St. Lou. Uh, the Blues, of course, your defending Stanley Cup champions. And Dennis has uh, this Twitter account that's amazing. And if you're watching us on twitch.tv slash Q Sports Talk, you'll see a picture of him and his, his Twitter account handle will be up there. But he has the best. One of the best, if not the best, fan cave, man cave for any sports team you've ever seen. He's a St. Louis Blues fan. Of course, lifelong, waited a very long time for that championship last year and uh, joins us from time to time. Now, the last time we spoke with Dennis Scoop, we were celebrating the Stanley Cup championship. We asked him to come on today to give you a St. Louis perspective because of what happened with Jay Bowmeister. Jay Bo collapsed on the bench last night and... Uh, there's points during the season, different teams will have like a father-son, like a dad's trip. So all the dads of the players will go on these trips with the team. And they're in Anaheim. And luckily, his dad was there when this happened. Wow. Oh, my God. It, it's just un- an unbelievable story. And, and you're talking about a world-class athlete. I, before we get Dennis up here, I just I wanted to just share with you the words of Chris Kerber, who is the play-by-play voice of the Blues. He was on with Freddie and Fitz last night. And this is what he said about J-Bo. I mean, this is a guy that's in great shape. I can tell you that Jay, you know, as you mentioned, a 17-year vet, and at one point until a couple of years ago, had played in over 700, what, 740 consecutive games. He's as fit as any player in the National Hockey League, to be honest with you. And so he had just come off the ice at the end of a shift, you know, So they, and, and we watched that shift again, and nothing seemed out of the ordinary on that shift. Dennis, take it from there. Uh, what's the conversations like amongst you and, and the Blues fans and the Blues family? Uh, it just the, the people of St. Louis because of how much this team means. And you know, it, it appears it, it was a cardiac event of some sort. I'm not even sure if they've pinpointed that exactly. Yet. Yeah, the, yeah, the floor is yours, yeah. Dennis. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, so Armstrong, you know, our general manager, um, he'll be doing a press conference here uh, in about an hour. Uh, they're going to be running on the ESPN affiliate uh, here in St. Louis. And, um, you know, is, is, as much as we're hearing, uh, we're hearing a lot of positive news, uh, the positive news that even 
last night. Uh, the team got together. Uh, they refused to go to Las Vegas. Uh, the team actually uh, was able to get a hotel like 30, uh, 30 minutes away, uh, and they all stayed. And uh, Darren Pang uh, went down to the lobby and thought the team was having a meeting and realized they were actually FaceTiming uh, with J-Bo. So um, he was up. He was responsive. But, yeah, just like you guys had mentioned, his dad uh, was there. As soon as they realized what was going on, his dad was able to uh, be in the ambulance with him. The hospital was like a mile away. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he, um, it wasn't just him collapsing. I mean, they had the defibrillator out and uh, were doing compressions on him, uh, and, and he slipped away. And um, it's just an absolutely mind boggling thing, uh, you know, to be watching the game last night. Uh, you know, typically I've got friends over, but it was a really late game. So uh, my family had gone to bed, and it was literally just me watching the TV and uh, just to hear the silence. Uh, on the TV, and uh, the only information I was getting was uh, I knew some people that was at the game, and they were telling me what they were seeing, and uh, it was a very, very surreal moment. And uh, at that moment, it kind of, man, it just really took away that, man, this is a game that we all love, but these are real people, and um, it was tough. I've met J-Bo multiple times, and just a genuinely incredible, incredible nice guy uh, to be around, and, and like you guys were saying, just he's an incredible athlete, one of the top ten players of all time uh, in the Iron Horse. You know, played over seven hundred games without ever setting out a single, you know, a single time, and uh, and then all of a sudden that just happens last night, and it, it's still very surreal uh, just to keep watching the news updates to see what's going on. Diehard, diehard fan of the St. Louis Blues from the Lou with that perspective. Dennis Minner at Minner Arena is where you can find him on social media. I will recommend you go check out just his amazing fan cave, man cave. But it's not even about hockey or sport. It's just about that yeah. hu- that human element of, of just compassion and empathy and, and understanding. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This has nothing to do with sports. And yeah. to, to make the hair stand up on the back of your neck or your arms right now, You'd never expect something like this to happen, whether it's the Jay Bomeister or any other professional athlete in game. I mean, they're in the prime of their life. These are still young men. They just got done practicing medical procedure, the St. Louis Blues medical staff, for something like this if it ever happened. I'm going to share with you Chris Kerber, Blues play-by-play voice again, talking about this yet again last night on Freddie and Fitz. This this will creep you out. One of the things that just impressed the heck out of me was how quickly the medical staff in Anaheim, the Blues training staff, and everybody jumped. I mean, it, it, it was in no time flat that they had the medical care there. You know, I think everybody should be really proud of how they responded. And I guess about two months ago, I was told by a security official that about two months ago they were practicing on-ice injury and on-ice trauma situations. And I can tell you that, uh, well, whatever they practiced uh, worked in, in spectacular fashion tonight. Man, just take it from there, Dennis. I'm sure that's yeah. been part of the conversation in St. Louis. I th- thank God is all I can say that they had brushed up on that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've heard a lot of people say, well, that's what these guys are trained for and all that. But, man, to, to know they had literally just trained, um, and I'll tell you even something creepier, just four days ago on Blue's Twitter, they actually had tweeted out something about all the emergency staff uh, that the Blues have, uh, the physicians, 
you know, how they have, the NHL has, uh, has made this way now where, you, you know, the position has to be 50, 50 feet away at the most from the bench. And, yeah. and just all these things for, for this perfect scenario to happen for, uh, you know, for, for Dunn to be standing there and see it happen. And it was literally within seconds, you know, you could see them in the videos doing the chest compressions. And, um, you know, like you said, this is a world-class athlete. And if he would have been anywhere else, even if this, if this would have been at practice, uh, we may be having a very, very different conversation, you know, about Jay Bomeister today. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Now, just step back uh, from, you know, our general analysis of this situation mm-hmm. as people. But as a fan, Dennis, uh, just tell everybody how important the Blues are, how important Jay is to the Blues, how important Jay is to the community, just as Dennis the fan. Yeah. Uh, let that, you know, explain that to everybody. Yeah, and and I think I think for you know for those that aren't direct fans of the Blues, you may not know a lot about Jay Bo Meester. You know, I mean he's he's such a quiet guy, uh, but like I said, he's an iron horse, and he just does so much with the community. And it's you know you talk about those odd things that literally two days ago I purchased a game used Jay Bo Meester helmet, and I, I'm I'm seriously holding it in my hand right now. I just picked it up before we went on the air and. Um, you know, Jay is one of those, one of those guys that, um, it, you just expect to see him on the ice. You don't ever expect him to be hurt. And he's always in a good mood at any kind of signings, public events. And, um, he's just, he's a world-class guy, man, just, just all around. And I think, um, you know, all of a sudden, I think last night you saw, uh, I think Chicago Blackhawks, you know, one of the very first teams that tweeted out, uh, you know, showing support, and everyone did. And and at that moment, you realize it's not about rivalries. It's not about what's going on. Um, you know, these guys are all brothers, and they may fight on and off the ice, but um, it's just – I don't know, man. I, it's, I feel like I'm rattling. It's just, it's just so surreal right now to know this is still going on. It's just kind of a – a mind-boggling thing. You had just bought uh, a Jay Bomeister yeah. uh, game used stick a couple weeks ago too. So yeah, you have a, you have a you have a stick in the Minner Arena fan cave in the basement. You just picked yeah. up his helmet that you purchased a couple of days ago that you're going to add. And yeah. I mean, do you feel? I would feel so connected to him at the moment that the, the yeah. empathy must be overwhelming. Uh, with something yeah. like this, because you invest so much of your of your fandom, yeah. your life, your sports fandom in this. Yeah, yeah, it's it, you know it's interesting because it's one of those things. You know, I mean, when you've got a, a collection of things, there's only so many things you can collect. And and Jay Bomeister has been one of those guys. I've got yeah, game used gloves, the uh, you know a couple sticks, you know his nameplate, his you know now his helmet. I mean, it's it's kind of weird because as a fan, I mean, you really do you feel this attachment, even though it's through material things. Um, there is there's that weird bond we feel when we uh, when we watch these guys day in and day out. And um, yeah, to know, I mean, this is this isn't someone that I'm just a casual fan of. You know, this is I I respect so much about what Jay Bomeister does on and off the ice, and uh, yeah, it's 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 crazy, guys. It, it really is. Got about 60 seconds left uh, before we hit our break, Scoop. One last one. Well, it's it's just so striking because, as Dennis said, there was no indication in the, the shift that he had just yeah. skated. And from what I'm reading, he just sort of slowly took a sip from his water bottle and s- started to slump down. 
There wasn't a yeah. whole lot of indication. And, and I can't help but read this story and learn about the story and think about the AHL earlier this year when Toronto Marley's assistant coach, Rob Davison, had a seizure uh, in the yep. locker room before a game with the Texas Stars. They're in Austin, and the Marlies forfeited the game. They were so rattled by the whole experience, yep. you know. Yeah, nobody so, wants to play in that circumstance. So I understand yep. exactly what the what the league and the teams did last night. Just uh, some things are more important than a game. This is yep. life. Final thoughts for us, Dennis. Yeah, I think, you know, just just real quick, you know, they, the Blues just announced last week that we're retiring 44, Chris Pronger, and um, it, this just happened, you know, it happened to Chris Pronger. He got hit in the chest uh, right. during a Detroit Red Wings game, and, and he collapsed and, and had to be revived. So, uh, really an ironic time, but, um, man, I, I just can't appreciate the NHL enough how much they're doing to uh, to watch for, you know, for the safety of these players. Well, Dennis, thank you so much for the time today. Send, uh, of course, our well wishes to the entire St. Louis Blues family. And you know what? I have a feeling you'll run into Jay Bomeister again and just tell him that people all across the country have been praying for him, okay? Absolutely. Thanks, guys, for having me. Yep. Dennis Minner, nice enough to join us to talk about Jay Bomeister. Sports Show, ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. We'll be right back. It's the Sportzilla Show on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Here's Rain and Scoop. Want to hang out with Eric Devendorf, Roosevelt Bowie, and Lawrence Moten for the Syracuse-Louisville game? Tune into Q's Sports Talk on Twitch. While you watch the game on TV or listen on TK99, pull up twitch.tv slash Q's Sports Talk to see live reaction and interaction from Syracuse legends Roosevelt Bowie, Lawrence Moten, and Eric Devendorf, joined by Seth Goldberg live from our Armory Square Studios. Plus, you have a chance to win an SU t-shirt courtesy of University Sports Shop in Destiny, USA, and Great Northern Mall. So you got Eric Devo doing that. Eric Dungey has jumped up onto our Twitch channel before, Q Sports Talk. He is taking a week off for family reasons. I'm sure anybody out there that's a fan heard about that. He's been with the Dallas Renegades of the XFL. He did not play in week one, which disappointed many of us, including myself. I was like, oh, man. Come on, I want to see what he can do. He's a backup, but he says he's going to return next week. Didn't go into a whole lot of details of what he's dealing with. But. Family reasons, his business, I don't even want to speculate, but certainly hope he gets back next week. And would love to see him on an XFL field before this season's out. I think that with get, when given an opportunity, there's a lot there. And we're going to see some good things from Eric Dungey. That football career is far from over. He's going to get opportunities. Still young, he's got a cannon. Uh, got a cannon. You know he can he can run. He's a mobile guy. He's a big, strong quarterback. His, his arm, man, it's impressive. I, and I just think he can do some damage in the XFL. And hey, you never know. We've talked about it. Maybe it's the minor leagues, and it turns into an opportunity with another NFL team. You just need a showcase. Yeah, I enjoyed watching those games, and I think some of those guys are going to get NFL jobs. They're going to get invites to training camps. Yeah, that's absolutely going to happen. Uh, of note, uh, Kobe Bryant and his daughter were laid to rest today. I wanted to make sure that we pointed that out. Kobe and Gianna, uh, they had a private funeral. There is an official public memorial service being held Monday, February 24th. So we're about 12 days away from that. going to be at the Staples Center. Um, Capacity is 20,000. Wow, I bet you every single seat is full. I guess it was Friday they actually uh, laid Kobe and Gianna to rest. Did I miss the date on that? Like you said, today, but well, last Friday, I think, is when they did that. 
That's right. It was this past Friday. I just made public. And then, you know, his wife is saying, I don't even, I'm not even processing it yet. And, and who could, uh, we obviously can relate to that. You know? Yeah, I missed, I missed the uh, late to rest this past Friday. Over, missed that part of the sentence. Thanks for, yeah, just sad. It just, it's just, it's still so sad. It's still so unbelievable, I think. Not just, I mean, I can't comprehend what the family's going through, but just I'm just sitting here as a fan going, wow, it just still doesn't seem real to me. I think the Lakers did a great job uh, with that tribute before that game. It was with the Clippers, wasn't it? And then they wound up losing that game if I or, or somebody else. Yeah. I, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, but anyways. I think it was the Blazers. Uh, yeah, that's right, because Carmelo didn't want to play. That's right. He wanted to sit down, and he was still grieving. Uh but they're going to do this big thing uh, a week from Monday. And obviously, I think that's going to be for a lot of people who aren't Lakers season ticket holders and people who just loved Kobe in L.A. And, uh, you know, the the community, the city needs that. Yeah, we'll leave it right there for today. Back tomorrow at 3 o'clock, SportsZilla Show, turning it over to Brent Axe on the block, the top of the hour, the ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Join us Monday for the Jerry McNamara Show, live from the Wildcat Pizza Pub in Camillus. GMAC and Seth Goldberg look back on the last SU game and preview what's to come. The defense is getting there, I think, for us. That's the one side we don't talk about a lot. The Jerry McNamara Show, presented by GMC Foods and Mackenzie Hughes Law Firm. The ability to shoot should hopefully open up our open court game. The Jerry McNamara Show, live from the Wildcat Pizza Pub in Camillus, Monday from 7 to 8, ESPN 97.7 and 100. Locally owned and operated since 1966, Frey Don Lock has a wide assortment of high-end multi-purpose knives, safes, deadbolts, and outdoor gear on site at their Burnett Avenue store. And when you need a locksmith, call Frey Don Lock. For your residential, commercial, and industrial locksmith needs, Frey Don Lock. Fully licensed, bonded, and insured. Frey Don Lock, 467 Burnett Avenue, Syracuse. Call 315-472-6988. Online at FreyDonLock.com. Hey, throw me a ball. Hi, this is Joel Bauer at Farmers Insurance in North Syracuse. We know insurance. Hey, pass me that maraca. And the hula hoop. Bouncing a basketball, shaking a maraca, and killing it on the hula hoop. All while talking is just one way we can multitask. 